This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is The Rob Carson Show, and by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. I got a note from uh, someone, and they said, you know, I'm not even religious, but every time you, uh, you know, Friday comes around, I, I think of that. So cool. That's great. Yeah, by the grace of God, it is finally Friday, and America can just focus on their second and third jobs this weekend so they can pay the bills because of Bidenflation. There's that. Hmm, I'm putting a cough drop in my mouth. So anyway, uh, welcome to it. We've got uh, much to get to as the, uh, as the show progresses, including a little bit of bad news. I know this is going to come as a surprise to you. But viewership for the third RNC debate were in the sewer. I know, I know. Yeah, it looks like the, the third GOP presidential debate without Donald Trump sunk in the ratings. The debate drew uh, 7.51 million viewers. That compares to uh, 13 million in the first debate without Trump. Then it dropped to uh, like that, uh, 12 million viewers or whatever. And then uh, it's down to, no, it was the second one was 9 million viewers. And the third one was uh, 7.51 million viewers, which is uh, pathetic. I mean, really, honestly, and it should be uh, telling the GOP and the RNC, uh, you know, something about what's going on this year. And I told you, this is not another election year. If you treat it like another election year, and, and listen, I've done plenty of uh, network, not network coverage, but I've, I've done uh, election night coverage, and I've covered elections for decades, and I've, uh, like in 2016, I remember I, I was following Rubio, and I was following Cruz, and I went and saw their speeches, and Donald Trump, and all this stuff, and, and I've done this for years, and years, and years, and years. And yet, when I tell people, this is not another election year, if you think that you can just go about the same old, same old, well, what do you think about Rivik Ramasamy's chances, and what do you think about the economy and the proposal for a whatever, whatever? It's not going to work. Because there are a gigantic group of people in this country who do not feel that the 2020 election was uh, fair at all. And now we know the government was into it knee-deep. Restricting our speech, kicking Donald Trump off social media, censoring everything about the election. And then after the election, we couldn't even question it. Isn't that weird? And then also the persecution of Donald Trump for seven years, including four indictments that are going on right now that are all politically motivated. And believe it or not, uh, the American people can see through it. They can see through it. And Trump voters are righteously pissed. And they aren't going to leave him. 
And you can say it all you want. You can say, oh, yeah, they're all going to go. They're going to leave uh, him and going to go with Robert Kennedy and they're going to go with water. No, they're not. No, they're not. Because the media, the deep state, big social media made Donald Trump into a movement. And then by arresting him, they made him into a folk hero. So three quarters of Republican voters said there shouldn't be another debate. That was before the one on Wednesday that drew 7 million people. So there is that. This is Ned Ryan. He is a, uh, uh, he works with the American majority. He actually founded the American majority. And here's what he had to say about the, uh, about the GOP debate. I have to tell you, the, the, the amazing parts of me last night, the just stark contrast between this raucous political rock star rally of, what, 10, 15,000 people in attendance, and then right down the road in Miami, it was like a kid's food fight uh, taking place. It was a very stark contrast between somebody who's a political giant versus kind of political dwarfs. But the whole huh. premise for those five people still being on stage is that they hope that somehow the less lawfare succeeds against Donald Trump. That's the only premise for them still being in this race and pretending yeah. they're going for the nomination, yeah. is that somehow the less yeah. lawfare takes out Donald Trump because none of them could ever beat Donald Trump in a primary. And right now he's still beating them by 30 points in Iowa and New Hampshire and South sure. Carolina and Nevada and even more nationally. And the, and the sick thing about it is uh, Chris Christie knows that. Uh, Ron DeSantis knows that. They're relying on the left to illegally, unlawfully, which is kind of a you know double double entendre or whatever. Anyway, uh, uh, they're they are they are expecting and hoping that Donald Trump will be knocked out by lawfare, and that makes all of the people who are currently in the race. I mean, honestly, you should go really, really. So I guess it's cool if it's him, but not me. You know, don't don't do this to me. I mean, honestly, nobody will do this when I get into office. It, it really is. It is. Uh, it is pretty stunning. It is. Uh, it is pretty darned stunning. Uh, then there's uh, there's this. Uh, oh oh, this is kind of cool because uh, you know Donald Trump. He's got all these trials going on. The one in uh, New York kind of wrapped up yesterday, and uh, it's been a uh, a Charlie Fox trot. Of course, it's got a judge who uh, who literally started off the trial smiling at the camera when he saw the tally light for MSNBC come on, and you had uh, you know the the AG who is a radical leftist, Letitia James, who was sitting there right there in the in the uh, in the courtroom right behind Trump, just glaring at him as the cameras went to her. It's a, it's a kangaroo court is a classic kangaroo court and at least Stefanik, representative from new york has said now you know what i'm going to file a judicial ethics complaint against the judge because arthur ingeron not only uh you know showed a, a nude photo of himself from the waist up for an alumni newsletter that he uh, he was in charge of he graduated like 1969 from someplace which means i guess he was trying to hit on the women in his class that are still alive that said <laughs> uh she has filed this uh, complaint saying that he has shown inappropriate bias and judicial intemperance in new york's disgraceful lawsuit against trump and the trump organization she also accused ingeron of using weaponized lawfare against trump and called on the judge to recuse himself from the case so there is that and this is what alina haba who is a fantastic attorney for donald trump had to say yesterday hey, the attorney general rested their case and it is very clear that they have failed to prove the essential elements of the case if anybody looks at it, we'll be dealing with this all tomorrow on our motion for directed verdict. Unfortunately for Ms. James and the Attorney General, we have spent 
three years doing this based on testimony from Michael Cohen, who walked into that courtroom and under oath in open court, admitted that he perjured himself. He forgot about his testimony where he said that the president, that the CFO did nothing wrong. He has been inconsistent, it has been proven, and frankly, he should be prosecuted for it. I don't care what side of the fence you are in politics. You can't rely on Michael Cohen. Exactly. And uh, and I predicted that, uh, well, I said initially when the fourth indictment, actually the third indictment, then the fourth indictment, it was very clear that this was all politically motivated. Duh. Do you know why that is? Because A, the facts, and B, I'm not stupid. All right? And that uh, Ron DeSantis and that uh, Nikki Haley and that Chris Christie are all relying for the left to take out Donald Trump, even though in their heart of hearts, and uh, most of them are lawyers, they know this is lawfare. But if it means they get in the White House and it means get rid of Trump, well, that should give you an idea how they'd behave as the president. Shouldn't it? Shouldn't it do that? I'm just saying. Maybe just a little bit. Oh, and listen to this. This is pretty funny because, uh, uh, you know, the economy sucks. I don't know if you knew this. Uh, you know, you, that's why you have to do the two and three jobs and all that. And that's why you go to the grocery store and you go, oh, my God, I can't believe this and all that. Because I do. I do. And yet you've got the left telling you, no, 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 you, you're, you're just imagining things. Listen to this. Paul Krugman, New York Times, on America's belief, the problem when it comes to the economy. Now, the, the problem with so many of these people is that they live in uh, uh, granite, uh, you know, uh, in marble streets and, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, granite buildings, and, and they don't see you and me. They don't pay attention to flyover country. I live in flyover country, and I've experienced, you know, what it's like to be poor. <laughs> what it's like to be poor and what it's like to be, you know, as, as Paul Krugman goes and has dinner at cafe, whatever the hell, and, uh, and you, you consider whether you can maybe order pizza this month for your kids, he doesn't understand, but he says Biden is not, in fact, presiding over a bad economy. On the contrary, the economic news has been remarkably good, and history helps explain why, nonetheless, many Americans tell post pollsters the economy is bad. The Guardian editorial <laughs> Krugman uh, linked to explains Americans continue to believe the economy sucks, even though they've been told over and over again it doesn't. Why won't they listen? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> you know why they won't listen? Because they are too busy trying, struggling to stay in their houses. They're too busy struggling to pay for groceries and daycare and their electric bill and fill their cars with gas. Are you out of your mind, you idiot? Oh, my God. And then there's this. Vox News. Vox. V-O-X. Vox. Mocked and ridiculed over an article claiming inflation isn't the real problem of hurting Democrats. The problem... This is the headline. Are you ready for this? The problem isn't inflation. It's the prices. <laughs> The, the article outlined the argument that the overall inflation rate had decreased after, you know, an 800% increase when Joe Biden took over office. But that prices in goods and services hadn't maintained their higher levels, leading to economic angst. Are people laboring over this to try to help Biden politically or something? Prices are high because inflation went way above the target until recently, and as a significant part, that was caused by over, overly stimulating macroeconomic policy, according to Ryan Mort of the Cato Institute. Cato Institute. Cato Institute. Is there a Green Lantern Institute right along that? Cato Institute is just a sidekick. Anyway... I thought people were joking about the headline from Vox. Ed Morrissey from Hot Air said, What gender studies major with $200,000 of school debt wrote the headline? 
That's the question. So there you go. They are they are tone deaf as can be uh, in the in the media. They are tone deaf as can be uh, uh, those who are propping up Joe Biden. And and honestly, it's so laughable that anyone is supporting him at this point. But you know, people when they live on the East Coast or or you know they're elites on the West Coast or they live around Washington D.C., they don't see what you and I are seeing, which is that uh, we're beginning to look a lot like Cuba. We're beginning to look a lot like Cuba. Protections have all failed. Your freedoms, they have been nixed. Elections, they are all fixed. If you even question it, you're jailed. Joe's beginning to look a lot like Castro. Dictator in disguise. The media state run protects Joe and his son. The will of his own people he defies. We're beginning to look a lot like Cuba. Cuba. Down the tubes we go. But the thing that scares me the most is our freedom could soon be toast. Thanks to sleepy Joe. Thanks to Democrats and sleepy Joe. There you go. But don't worry, but don't worry. In places like Ohio, you can pay with your groceries with your abortion. So that's pretty awesome. Enjoy your abortion. Oh, and your weed. And your weed. Yeah, you got weed and an abortion. So you can get high and take your girlfriend to the clinic and take care of that little problem you had. That's uh, that's fantastic. You betcha. You betcha. Oh, and then and then check this out. This is kind of funny because I was doing a little compare and contrast because uh, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Hillary Clinton called Donald Trump a Nazi the other day and uh, he basically called you and me Nazis. Two of you support Donald Trump, right? But it's kind of funny because we're, uh, what, MAGA fascists, enemies of democracy, white supremacists, racist, all that. And, and in a note that was not brought up the other night at, uh, at the rally... Donald Trump. Uh, I saw a headline, uh, uh, you know, Roseanne Barr delivers screechy, uh, profane rant or what? I don't know what the hell it was, but they're trying to rip Roseanne Barr talking like you and me, talking like people, occasionally because he's a stand-up comedian using a little profanity, being awesome. And she said this. She said this in front of a crowd of mega-fascist enemies of democracy who clearly are anti-Semites. That was the night that Shabbat had ended. I don't know if y'all know, but I'm a Jew. Oh, that's not the that's not the yell that you get from uh, from leftist crowds. They would you, literally if you said that in a in a crowd like one of these pro Hamas rallies in New York City, uh, they'd kill you. That was the night that Shabbat had ended. I don't know if y'all know, but I'm a Jew. Wow, that is crazy. crazy. Wow, that's the first time I've been cheered for that. Thank you. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> So it was Shabbat night, and I had just, uh, you know, said all my prayers all day, uh, meditating and praying, as I invite you to do for our country and for all the captives that, uh, you know, in our country whose minds are stolen by this terrible regime, and they can't get free of it, and, you know, we've got to pray for them. There you go. And then there's this. Pardon me. had a little, <clears throat> a little Peter Brady kind of thing going there. But uh, this is what you get at a, uh, at a, at a Democrat rally. All right, we've got a lot on the show today, including your phone calls. Here's the number, 800-922-6680. This is a Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show.
I've decided this is going to be my walk-on music whenever I do appearances. I'm not kidding. I thought about some Generation X. I thought about a Metallica or something like that or a Pearl Jam. And I said, no, no, I want this. Crank that up. Edwin Starr from when I was like three years old. 25 miles of the Oh, here's Roseanne Barr again. That was the night that Shabbat had ended. I don't know if y'all know, but I'm a Jew. Wow, that's the first time I've been cheered for that. Thank you. Meanwhile, this is what uh, Democrats say about uh, uh, Jews in Palestine and Gaza. Continue to watch people think it's okay to bomb a hospital with children. You know what's so hard sometimes is watching those videos and and the people telling the kids don't cry and like let them cry. I want to see Rashida Tlaib look at the videos of the slaughter of Israeli civilians on October the 7th. And if she doesn't, how about STFU? I'm really done. I'm done with this nonsense. They're trying to steer us into another 2020. And when, it, when 2020 was happening, I said, I said, you know what? Uh, done with this nonsense. We are not going to go through this again. New York City yesterday, they spray-painted police cars and smashed out windows. And I'm going to tell you right now, and I said yesterday online, I said, we need about 1,000 longshoremen, construction workers, maybe ex-cops, maybe uh, welders, whatever the hell, to go down there and end this childish temper tantrum before we see a massive rise in anti-Semitism in our country. I have no patience for this. You shouldn't have any patience for this. We are guaranteed life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Right now, we have a government in Washington, D.C. that is denying all of those things to us on a number of fronts. One of them, life, is being threatened on university campuses and the largest enclave of Jews outside of Israel, New York City. Enough is enough is enough. And if our government won't do something about it, then by God, we have to do something about it. I'm done with this nonsense. We are not going to put up with the destruction like they did before going into an election year. Done, done, done. I wrote this yesterday. 10-7 equals 9-11. That's what I say. 10-7 equals 9-11. There are people who tried to forget this 10-7. Uh, They're trying to erase it. And I'll tell you why after the break. Because Victor Davis Hanson agrees with me. Never. This is what I wrote. Never forget it. Hamas never imagined Israel's response. They are in panic mode as they real, realize Israel is going to destroy them all. That's why they used the hospital bombing 10 days later to turn the tide against Israel, and our liberal media carried the water of Hamas. As far as the caterwauling for the radical left and the demands for an Israel ceasefire, I say to them, you are not in a position to demand anything. We cannot let this descend into another summer 2020. Thousands of military age males have sneaked across the border, but we have millions of military age males and those of us who are older uh, also who are ex-military cops and are better armed physically and intellectually. Who uh, will end this bleep if the government does it? We cannot live in fear. We have to be the founders to save our country, save Israel, and replace this oppressive regime to provide new guards for our future security as the Declaration of Independent States. We will win. Good will win because it has to. So as far as a repeat of the summer of 2020, are you going to let it happen? Because I ain't going to let it happen.
Uh, as uh, as uh, the song says, try that in a small town. That song would have been banned two years ago from the web. It would have been banned from social media. So it had to come out earlier this year, and it became a giant hit because America is saying enough is enough is enough. And by the way, in case you didn't hear the reaction to Roseanne Barr, which party do you suppose is on the side of Israel? Well, it sure as hell ain't Democrats. More on this coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. You know, everybody knows the next medical crisis just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z From anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like a plague, the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to make sure you and your family are safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to www.twc.health slash Carson. Again, twc.health slash Carson today and order. That's twchealth slash Carson and use the promo code Carson to save 10%. Today is the anniversary of the creation of the Mean Corps. Brian just told me, is it 247? Is it 247? 248. Okay, we're getting close to 250 years of America's most badass brigade, baby. Come on. Marines. All of you who have served our country in whatever capacity... Uh, you laid your life on the line and you promised your life for the country and we owe you that we always will so thank you and happy birthday to the marines veterans day weekend is of course this weekend and uh i i am told that uh, jim gossett is said because there's a new did you hear about the big rumor did you hear about the big rumor? Because, you know, the uh, the presidential race is getting all sorts of crazy and all that. And it's really bad news for Joe Biden because you got uh, Robert Kennedy running at uh, 19%. Joe Biden is behind Donald Trump, depending on what state. Nevada, I think he's down 11. Because Joe Biden uh, never had a chance to become the candidate. Well, never. would ne- No, I should say this. If you think that he's going to be the candidate last through the campaign and become the president... Somebody is sneaking something into your food because uh, you are maybe maybe it's some sort of psychedelic mushroom. Not sure what it is. I've been saying it since he ran the first time and couldn't talk and things have gotten worse. But anyway, so you got that. And then listen to this. Listen, to this. I got to tell you, this is almost as big as Chris Christie announcing he's going to run that, he, that he's going to run. Uh, Joe Manchin and Mitt Romney are sparking a third-party presidential rumor after both announce retirement. 
Isn't that interesting? This is about as uh, as wanted and awaited as uh, I don't know uh, e epoxy ice cream. I think e epoxy ice cream is about as appealing as this ticket. Here's Jim Gossett. My name is Mitt Romney. <laughs> My Senate career a catastrophe. Oh, this is gonna be good. Joe Manchin, Ooh. he's the guy for me. Oh. What a great team we will be. That nobody will vote for. Because we've got a losing ticket. <laughs> a couple of losers ticket. Don't have a chance. Manchin knew he couldn't win in West Virginia. Not again. So with Mitt, he's throwing in a pair of liberal men. Because we got a losing ticket. A stick of fork in his ticket, Mitt and Joe. There you go. Oh my goodness, that I got goosebumps on that. That is, and look, look over there. Oh my God, old old Grandpa Biden just got out of bed and started dancing. Oh, and he's been sitting in there bedridden with uh, with Jill and, and uh, who the hell else is in bed with him? Uh, whatever, uh, Nancy Pelosi and her husband. Yeah, they're all in that that bed in uh, in Charlie's uh, home with his mom. And all of a sudden. <laughs> Old Uncle Joe just suddenly sprang out of bed and started dancing. And, uh, and of course, uh, Charlie's mom's going, wait a minute. I've been feeding you and wiping your butt for years and you could dance? I mean, are you kidding me? That is just beautiful. Boy, Joe, man, I'm going to tell you. Jim, Jim Gossett, amazing. Uh, by the way, in case you want to know. Jim Gossett and I are on stage in Baltimore next Thursday, uh, and it's the first time we've been on stage together. And uh, a lot of people wanted to go to this appearance. We had a limited amount of tickets. They were gone in days, and we are going to videotape it. We hopefully will have, uh, you know, I have a feeling that we're going to, of course, we're going to have great video production, but we're going to be able to post that online, and you're going to get a, get a, uh, a feeling about what conservative comedy is all about. It's something that Jim and I have been doing combined for, uh, well, more years than your grandma's been alive. Not quite as long as uh, Joe Biden has been alive, but it's going to be next week. That is beautiful. I've got a golden ticket. That is uh, spectacular. So I had mentioned that uh, uh, the reason why the... Uh, the hospital bombing that didn't happen was used as a trigger was because Hamas knew that they'd stepped in it. And they know that they're done. And you've got everybody and their brother now out protesting. And what it has done is exposed rabid anti-Semitism, how, uh, how much it has infused itself into uh, colleges. That's why so many people at uh, the major news outlets ripped and read the talking points of Hamas and didn't even bother to look into it, even though it was obvious that Hamas always uh, uses its people as human shields. But uh, the, the, the major media all went with that and ran with it, which says to me and should say to you, <laughs> You shouldn't be watching them. You shouldn't be reading them. Because honestly, if they're willing to spew talking points from an organization that 10 days preceding did unspeakable horrors. I debated about sharing the details. Because I think you understand. I think you understand what happened. I think you know what happened. You don't need to watch the uncensored footage 
but you know what happened. Uh, I didn't talk about a woman who was gang raped and the final man was there doing his duty before he shot her in the back of the head and killed her. Okay, so anybody who goes out and is demanding a ceasefire and all of this, uh, you can KMA as far as I'm concerned. This is Victor Davis Hansen talking about uh, the, uh, the big bite that Hamas did not expect uh, that they would be taking out in the response. They only made one mistake. They miscalculated the Israeli response. They looked at the first four days of the Yom Kippur War of 1973, but they didn't look at the next 15. Had they done that, they would have realized that the response was going to be medieval, and that's what we're watching today. They're going to be destroyed. Israel political parties have coalesced temporarily, and they have come to the idea that there's no two-state solution. You cannot make peace with people who do these things. Hamas overestimated their ability to shock the Israelis or scare them or terrify them or win the approval of the world. That's what they were thinking. But I think there's still a lot of people in the world who are going to give Israel a green light. This is the first time in our lifetime, not 70 years old, I don't see any restraint on Israel. I don't see a Western diplomat, a Macron or Schultz calling them up and saying, listen, you've had five days of barbarity. We're going to cut your aid off. Or Joe Biden saying, you do this and do this. I don't see that happening. Now, for those of you who uh, still don't know whose side the Democrats are on, realize that within days of the attack on Israel and the corresponding response, Joe Biden wanted to send them $100 million. $100 million to the Palestinian Authority, which would take the money and buy weapons and supplies for Hamas because they don't care. We've learned a lot of things about uh, Gaza. We know that people live in abject poverty, but the leaders of Hamas don't even live there. They live in places like Qatar, and they're worth billions of dollars. And Hillary Clinton's got real connections, monetary connections to Qatar. Oh, she's gotten tens of millions of dollars from Qatar. I've got some really interesting details on that. So it kind of makes you wonder, why is the White House in bed with Cutter? You know, it just kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? And then there's this nonsense. Listen to this, and then maybe this is, uh, this is kind of what, uh, what they deserve. Palestinian protesters stormed the New York Times building, vandalizing the facade. Hundreds of high schoolers and teachers walked out of class in protest of Gaza bombings. To those children, I say, you are not in a position to demand anything. Get your asses to your classes. I said that uh, in 2020, by the way. I, I, I coined that. I know I, it's a very terse language, but that's what I said. If you are out protesting nonsense like this, which is tacitly, no, it's actually supporting terrorism and, uh, and wanting to destroy Israel. Uh, you need to get your asses to your classes or you need to be suspended. So they entered the, uh, the lobby and they, uh, they uh, held up Palestinian flags, a sign that said ceasefire now. They read off names of those killed in Gaza from the paper. Didn't mention any of the 30 Americans who were slaughtered, raped, murdered, burned Americans. And the 10, at least, who are being held hostage. And by the way, there's a good chance most of those hostages are dead. Why don't we see pictures of them? Why don't we see uh, pictures? Why don't we see Time Magazine? I remember when I was a little boy, 
in uh, in the in, uh, uh, when we had the Iranian uh, crisis there. I was uh, I guess just right middle school, a little bit before middle school. And every day, man, it was like a day, whatever, whatever, the hostage crisis, all that. Nobody's saying anything. Nobody's saying anything. It kind of makes you wonder whose side the Democrat Party and the mainstream media are on. It should. And if it doesn't, well, this is audio from uh, the New York Times yesterday when these uh, protesters arrived, vandalized police vehicles, also put free Gaza and IDF KKK spray painted on the side of police cars. I think it's about time and getting about time for a beatdown. I'm not talking about offensive beatdown, but a defensive uh, beatdown, I think, is uh, wholly appropriate. Here's some more of the nonsense in New York. Yeah, there's uh, photos of a Starbucks defaced with free Palestine, a Griffey, and a smoke bomb was tossed and all this stuff. So, you know, it's, it's uh, summer of 2020. Uh, Kamala Harris said, you know, she doesn't want to get in the way. Uh, these kids are just out there expressing themselves. She did the same thing in 2020. Unbelievable. Organized by groups such as Teachers Unite, New York City educators. These are teachers unions that need to be defunded. I'm not, and broken up, to be honest. Uh, educators for Palestine, Palestinian youth movement. The students walked out of class, gathered at Bryant Park, uh, chanted, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, terrifying the Jewish residents. Uh, we've called on people to walk out of work. We've called on people to walk out of their schools. Many people have postponed, uh, to, uh, has responded to that call, says Manir Marwan of the Palestinian Youth Movement. The group is calling for a ceasefire. Well, you're not in a position to demand anything because, you see, Israel is busy wiping Hamas off the uh, map, and they're not going to stop. They're doing four-hour ceasefires, which I do believe was more of a heads-up than Hamas gave to all of the people that they slaughtered on October the 7th. So is there that Sarah Carter is an outstanding journalist. And she was asked last night, this was asked like, uh, on Hannity, I'll just tell you, Hannity. Uh, and I saw this online this morning. Um, Sarah Carter went down to cover some of these uh, protests in New York City. That it hap- is happening 22 years after 9-11 is the ultimate slap in the face. And again, we can't allow this to grow. It's got to be put out like a cigarette under the butt of your heel. Or if you're in Manhattan, a joint that you just smoked in uh, the middle of Times Square. Here is uh, Sarah Carter with uh, the reaction she got. The intimidation factor was certainly there, Sean. Uh, I have covered the wars. I was in Afghanistan. I was in Iraq. I've covered the U.S.-Mexico border. I've spent time in what we would consider very volatile and dangerous places. These rallies, these anti-Israel rallies are on the verge of becoming very volatile and dangerous and they can be in in a blink of an eye, in a blink of an eye. I kept asking the same question, is Hamas a terrorist organization? I've covered terrorism, I've covered Al-Qaeda, I've covered Islamic State, I've seen what Islamic State did to the Yazidi people, the mass genocide. And no one would answer that question. Being bombed. There's only one person that's in charge of that. The Israeli government. Who and our attacked tax dollars who? are going there. Who attacked who? Is Hamas a terrorist? You guys don't have to talk to them. Exactly. Is Hamas a terrorist? Are you scared? Listen to this Jewish woman. Here. Right now. No. I'm not scared. This is my city. 
This is my country, and they're not going to take it away from me. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm saying, too. Yeah, because uh, I'm not going to let 2020 happen again. And I know a lot of people who are fully capable of uh, of engaging protesters in a, defi- in a defensive fashion. And it won't end so well with the little snowflakes with the uh, with the Hamas rags wrapped around their faces. Uh, this is kind of a, this is a, a man on the street interview where they're talking to some uh, students. And this is going all over the world. They have no clue what this is about. They had no clue. They're just reacting. They, they didn't even know about October the 7th. Listen to these ignoramuses at a protest. Hamas invaded Israel on the 7th of October. What was your initial reaction to that? Uh, I didn't believe they did, did they, Hamas? Uh, I think so. I, honestly, like, I think I need to be a bit more clued up on like, everything that's going on. I need to be a little clued up, more clued up on everything that's going on. Yeah, before you open your fat mouth and go down to a protest, you might want to read up. So I feel like I'm not really qualified to answer that too well. I mean, Why are you at the I'm protest? not sure if I've seen anything that shows that that's actually happened or actually correct. Yeah, well, why don't you go watch the video? Go watch the video. It's available. It's available all over the place. I would like to see, because I remember when I was in eighth grade, we were given a choice to watch... Um, uh, Night in Fog. It was a uh, documentary series of World War II and uh, the the, uh, the prison camps, um, Auschwitz and whatnot in Germany. And uh, and I watched it. I think it should be mandatory viewing for anybody who attends these uh, these uh, rallies. And they should watch the attacks October the seventh. The video they have. I do. I absolutely believe that should be the punishment. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. This is uh, my favorite song of all time. It's called Show Me How to Live. Audio Slave. It has religious connotations. Uh, come on. Tom Morello playing uh, lead guitar. Rage Against the Machine. Gen X's, uh, uh, what, just the, like, standard bearer. Okay, so... Um, uh, I want to mention, I'm not going to spend the whole show on uh, on terrorism and whatnot. Uh, a couple of things are going on. Um, did you realize that uh, the AP, uh, CNN, Reuters, uh, New York Times all had freelance photographers embedded with Hamas? To cover the January the, or the October the seventh attack, the journalists were accomplices in a crimes against humanity. This is a uh, this is a report on. Uh, let me see. I got a I got a report from Newsmax with regard to this because apparently, yeah, they they had the freelancers and and some of these guys. One of them was actually on the back of one of the the uh, motorcycles on the way to the slaughter, and you could see a grenade in his hand. I, I'm not kidding. And, and and since then, all of these people have been replaced. Rather than explaining, no, 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 they just got rid of all of them. There's disturbing new information about photojournalists who documented the Hamas infiltration and slaughter of 1,400 Jews on October 7th. On Wednesday, we learned an organization called Honest Reporting broke a story about six Gaza-based freelancers from CNN, the New York Times, Reuters, the Associated Press, who appeared to be embedded along with Hamas. A Reuters journalist photographed a lynch mob brutalizing an Israeli soldier so grotesque, we actually can't, couldn't show it to you there. And here, you can see two photographers snapping photos of terrorists 
as they're kidnapping a woman there that was on that motorcycle. Yeah, and uh, some people are saying since they were there when they were cutting the fence and coming through that they helped to uh, cover it up and it gave them a lot of time to do what they did. It's pretty interesting. So, and then there's also this. A CNN has cut ties with a freelancer after a photo emerged of him sharing a ki- kiss with the uh, Hamas leader. So there's a freelance uh, photographer there. Hassan Alaya can be seen in a photo being friendly with Hamas chief Yahur Sinwar, the mastermind behind the October 7th massacre, and he's giving him a kiss on the cheek. I know, I know. Yeah. Do I need to tell you again whose side the media and Democrats are on when it comes to uh, Israel and uh, Hamas? There's that. Uh, oh, oh, this. I've got some. Uh, I'll save this for next hour. I've got some uh, really good news from uh, uh, people who are defunding higher education because of this nonsense. Also, you know, we're talking about children doing walkouts and and uh, marching for Hamas. They did that on Capitol Hill. A bunch of congressional staffers did that. And you want to talk about people who are not in the in the uh, position to demand anything because they work for us. The Congress people are our representatives, not their staffers' representatives. We'll have that coming up. And some fun stuff, don't worry. Lots of fun stuff coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, so coming up next hour, uh, Alan Dershowitz rips Barack Obama a new one. Black Lives Matter is now supporting Trump. (laughs) This is spectacular. And more on uh, our government censoring your free speech on this Friday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. Folks, it's happening. Newsmax Plus is here. Millions watch Newsmax for the best on cable news. Now, Newsmax is expanding with Newsmax Plus. It includes all of Newsmax's shows, Greta Van Susteren, Rob Schmidt, Greg Kelly, Eric Bowling, and a lot more. They're all on Newsmax Plus. And you get incredible analysis from Mike Huckabee, Dick Morris, Alan Dershowitz, Carrie Lake, and many others. No one covers President Trump like Newsmax. No one in the press asks the tough questions about Joe Biden like Newsmax. Newsmax Plus is fighting for you. So take a free test drive with Newsmax Plus. Just go online to NewsmaxPlus.com. That's NewsmaxPlus.com. Sign up for a free trial. It takes just minutes. Go to NewsmaxPlus.com and get the special code and you can watch Newsmax Plus on our free app on your smartphone or on your home TV set. Millions are making the switch to Newsmax. You should too. Do it today.